quiet your mind. Ever since the Earth has circled the sun, there have been fantastic tales of wonder and mystery that the faint of heart dare not discuss. But three brave, uninformed souls have the brass to tackle every extraordinary happenstance from the modern age to the dawn of Mantis. Welcome to Dawn of Mantis Podcast. True crime, mysteries, and more. Joe, how are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm good. Sam, everything all right? <laughs> I'm doing good. Just want to make sure. It, this is a time where if anyone has anything, like stressing them out or, or making them sad or making them mad or making them glad, <laughs> they can throw that out there. Ivan mentions this because he has something. Well, I do, but I was going to give you guys dibs. Oh, right? no, no, no. Go ahead, sir. Well... It's, it's kind of an advice thing, and then I've got some pro tips I can throw in there, too. Oh, I like it. I like but, uh, it. Oh, is so, this a bidet mate? No, it's nothing about bidets. <laughs> okay. It's uh, it's less important than bidets, but it's still important. What is less important than a bidet? Okay. Everything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it, you got to go back a few episodes to, for that one, peeps. <laughs> but uh, so if you're driving and you're craving like, hey, I kind of want a piece of chicken that maybe it's on a bun, maybe it's a filet and I can get some fries made in a little waffle. Uh, so you're driving and you're going to go to this place. I'm, I'm just hitting around uh-huh. uh, at this place. You know, I yes. don't know if you guys do riddles, but I think you got this. You got this I don't, that's not much of a riddle. Huh? It okay. rhymes, <laughs> with, rhymes with dick bidet. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> anyway, so you're driving and you notice that you can't turn in because the lane is blocked because there's like, there's not enough room for you to turn in the parking lot. Oh, you right? must be in Bentonville. No, uh, well, I, no, not Bentonville, but another city near here. So here's what here's my advice to you. Mm-hmm. It's full. Move on. It's a piece of damn chicken. You don't need to block traffic for chicken. I'm telling you, it makes me so mad. So not even to mention the fact that you're you're bogging down this place. You're making these kids stand out in 10 degree weather because of chicken and because of waffle fries. Not only that, that's that's at least you're in the parking lot. You're in. Uh, here's a pro tip, and it might be a conspiracy theory. I don't know. I guarantee you this wasn't on Sunday. Oh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Definitely was not. It never happens on Sunday. There's another. If you're still not, if you're still haven't figured it out, Sam gave you another uh, clue to the riddle. Anyway. Yeah, if you Sam. didn't get it from Dick Bidet. <laughs> I know that guy. Went to school with him. Uh, we have foreign listeners, so maybe they it's don't have them a, over there. I bet they do have them over there. kind of a butthead. <laughs> <laughs> I mentioned the bidet and it just derails a few episodes after. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's good. I I like that stuff. But I hear this is kind of a pro tip, kind of a conspiracy theory. I didn't know that you knew this. It makes me think of the butt kiss guy from football. Butt kiss. Yeah. Was it the burst? The burst. Sorry, Ivan. I interrupted. No, it's cool. It's cool. So you can actually park and not mop the drive-thru and go inside. There's a door inside. Do you guys know there's a door to go inside? Are, there's a door into that establishment? Yeah, and when you go in, and I'll prove that I know, because they have fresh-cut flowers that That's they true. put at every table. So, I don't know. If you if you want to give the girls out a break, and maybe they could get inside for a minute, you could go in there. But you know what? I don't even like that place. I like Slim Chickens a lot better. I was about to I, say, there's Canes, is, Slim Chickens, KFC, Popeyes, 
Zaxby's. Yeah. Go yeah. somewhere else. Well, and it's just blocking the road. Like I'm a taxpayer. I'm I'm getting from point A to point B. I'm not thinking about chicken all the time. So you're blocking my lane. I can't even get around you because of your fascination with driving home Here's and an eating cold chicken. <laughs> It would be quicker to park in an adjacent parking lot of another business and walk over into the... Yeah, probably. I will say in that place's defense, they are really efficient and they're really good they at what are. they do. Because they have to be because no one's afraid to go in. And plus when it's... I kind of think about this too. When I see a place that's, that's slam-packed and, and I'm like, I don't really need anything there, I'm like, I'll just go another time because I'm just one more meathead walking in there they have to deal with. Like, I don't like to mob places because it makes me feel bad. Everyone's running around, like, stressed out. Like, let's we don't have to mob places. Like, you can go home and cook your family a meal that night, you know? It's like, plus, two things. I've got a weird thing about the drive through and my wife will tell you. Number one, I don't care... If it's food that has been handcrafted by Gordon Ramsay himself being served to you by naked Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, if there's more than two people in that line, <laughs> screw that place. We're going to the next. I don't give a shit. I feel like that's courtesy for the workers, though. It's like, hey, they've got enough people. I just we'll don't want to do wait. something else. Number two. If you go through the drive through line, keep it to a goddamn minimum. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've been behind somebody and they lean out and they go, I'll have eight number fours and four number eights and two number sevens and three number fours, but on those number fours, change it to this slightly. And I'm like, you're ordering for the whole village. Go inside. Don't do that through drive through you also selfish one, bastard. one more thing. <laughs> know what you want when you pull up. Yes. There. Oh, my God. The places that have the, had the same things for years, like some places change their menus up. And even if they change their menu up, all they're doing is adding some promotional thing. It's not like it's like a mystery board when you look at it. Oh, I've never been here before. <laughs> I was here last week, Jim. Like, you know what you want. No, look, look my wife, God love her. But we have a battle over the drive-thru all the time. Because I pull up, I'm like, I want number seven with a large Dr. Pepper. Next? Who's <laughs> yeah. next? Yeah. And she's like, um, hmm. I don't know about the, have I had the tiki masala? I don't know. Have I? You know, it's like, I don't know. Let's just think about it for a while. And uh, my anxiety just goes straight <laughs> through the roof as I look at all the cars behind <laughs> us. <laughs> what about this one? You're eating in a place and they come over and they're like, have you guys had long enough to look at the menu? My answer is always yes, because yes! I'm ready to order that. I knew what I wanted before we parked. And, and, and my wife will be like, no, we need a minute or two. That is the longest minute or two. They will well, almost they forget go about hit, you. They yes. go hit every other table yeah. they have. Yeah. Yes. They refill everybody's yes. drinks at everywhere else. <laughs> and then they come back to you after they have made their rounds yep. to every One day I was, mad, I was mad that she said that. And I said, from now on, just say that we're ready to order and I'll talk real slow. <laughs> That'll yeah. save us a lot of time. Well, and she, and she, you're being an asshole. You're being an asshole. It's like, I will. I'll talk so slow. You'll have time to read the menu two or three she times. Like, Chicken and beef enchiladas. <laughs> Are you ready, babe? With green onions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't get it. I've, I've Yeah, my wife and I have argued that, over that as well because... I'll just be sitting there staring at her, watching, you know, like going over the menu for the fourth time. And I'm just like, we're going to shit this out in an hour and a half. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It is not that big of a decision. Get some food and let's eat. 
if it's a decent place, if you get the complete wrong thing, you should trust that it'll be okay. Yeah. And and I eat so fast it doesn't even matter. I barely taste anything. So. I, yeah. Sam, so. leave this in. She's I am. she's not gonna listen. Leave it all in. But anyway, yeah, so finish your rant. I'm no, sorry. That's I it. I was done with it. Don't block the road. Don't order slow. I mean, you you guys help me add to the rant. Don't so order for the whole family. I mean, we we got we're in some plays now. Some people are hearing this. So so if you're doing these things, you might be a D-bag. Uh so <laughs> let's 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 not do these things. Right? Are you gonna start your Jeff Fox? You might be a D-bag. Oh, yeah, that'll be my yeah, that'll be my thing. You might be a D-bag. No, I don't want I don't want to go there. But uh, you know. You can make the world a better place just by changing your behavior just a little bit. Exactly. Always order when they first ask. And know what you want. Know what you want. Don't block the road. Have a good day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Good rant. I liked it. I liked it. Summed up nicely. So, what do you got for us tonight, Joe? That plays in nicely to what we're going to be talking about, which is a guy who killed his parents. So, not a goddamn thing. (laughs) Segway. Segway. We have the best segues here. Speaking of chicken, I don't Uh, know. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know how that works, though. Wait, because he's a murderer, he's a big chicken? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big chicken. Yeah. He's afraid to face him. (laughs) Just had to kill him. We're going to be talking about a dude. Who, uh, those of you who were into uh, YouTube in the early days. Oh, yeah? Before, when it had one ad? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do, like, we're, we're going to start this out with a very brief summary of YouTube itself, okay? Oh, oh hey, I, that'll, that'll be fun. And some people would say, oh, that's because there wasn't enough meat on the bone from the actual murders itself to make a full episode. And to them, I would say, you're right. But also, I wanted to build a little bit of a platform to work from that we were, you know, this is about a YouTuber. I'll say you're right, and are you proud of yourself for it? Yeah, very much so. How proud are you? Okay, you're right. So, <laughs> so what now, huh? So but, don't change anything. We're going to change Still nothing. We're going to do just like we wanted. <laughs> this guy was so an early Mr. Right. He was an early YouTuber. Okay. It's funny you said that. He wasn't Mr. Right. His name was Mr. Anime. Ah. But his, <laughs> I don't know how that's close at all, except for the Mr. The Mr. Well, I know. It's, <laughs> There's a lot of misters out there. <laughs> My name's Mr. Hall. Oh, you're Mr. Jones? Oh, that's really Whoa, close. We have something Damn, to comment. We're both misters. It's the stupidest <laughs> shit we've ever said. We no, apologize okay. for I, this content. I love you for mentioning it because I could point it out. I'm trying so hard. To, oh, they're almost the same. <laughs> His segues suck tonight. <laughs> Worst segues ever. We'll get that review on. Yeah. Somebody, hey, if you're listening to iTunes. You want to give us a review? Do that. I, I dare you to do that. Worst segues ever. That's it. No, but really, give us five stars. Worst segues ever. Give us a review on iTunes, period. Yeah. Really, honestly, though, if you like, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a review. It, yeah. it really helps. You know, it I helps. heard tale of somebody making the, where you're making the money off of the podcast, and they got a $30 check in the mail. Is that a thing? Yeah. Is that possible? You'll eventually get to where you're making a little bit. $30? So, so yeah. <laughs> We got that in our future. Awesome. If only if you help. It only took us four years, but after that, we were making $30. We go, go to the Waffle House. It'll you get can- two of our meals. We do this for the love of the game, folks. <laughs> we'll have to play paper, rock, scissors three times. <laughs> Dang it. Sam had to pay for his. <laughs> Screw that. Did you say the Waffle House? We're going to the IHOP that's about to open. Okay. You I'm shitting me right now? Yeah. 
It's the International House of Pancakes. Yeah. I'm so looking forward to that. Uh, me too, bro. They just you, put up the sign. Do you sign. have to have a passport to go in there? I don't know, man. You might. It's it's international. You might have to have a vaccine to walk in there. <laughs> Very likely. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to be talking about an asshole tonight named Eric Sessler. Okay. Now, listen, let's backtrack a little bit. As I said before, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of YouTube, and I know it's always burned a big hole deep inside your core. Mommy, where does YouTube come from? <laughs> I'll tell you. Are you okay. ready? That was a segue. That was a decent one. On Valentine's Day 2005, three PayPal employees named Chad Hurley, Steve Chen, and Jaweed Karim founded an internet video sharing platform they called YouTube. Thank you. So Jesus. they were already going with PayPal. I yeah. was thinking about that. That's mm-hmm. that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know it came before it. I didn't either. I didn't know yeah. PayPal was around back then. Yeah. Now, YouTube began as an angel-funded project launched out of a garage in San Mateo, California. Hmm. Just a couple months later, on April 23rd, the first content was uploaded. And you guys probably know this, but I'll tell you anyway. It was a 19-second long video titled Me at the Zoo. showing. I, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. Oh. It uh, it shows Joed, or Jaweed, I don't know, at the uh, at the San Diego Zoo describing how long an elephant's trunk is. So I watched it. Have you seen it, Sam? No, I knew that's what it was, but I've never watched it. It's him. Here's the gist. It's him standing in front of an elephant, and he's like, hey, uh, so I'm at the zoo. Uh, elephant's trunks are pretty long And then that's it That's the end of the video But it was the first video on YouTube How dumb I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go downvote it <laughs> You can't anymore I don't think oh, I don't think you can do that Couldn't do that back then The platform quickly became successful Beyond anyone's expectations Within a year Of that first uploaded video More than a million more Had been added by users With an astounding 20,000 more added daily By mid-2006 mm. When uh, was Thug Life real early? Because that was some of the first videos I remember watching. Was on that YouTube. pretty early? I don't know. <laughs> I know. I like the cat. There's one. My favorite one. There's a cat Thug Life that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Anyway. The, it's the smush face cat that's about to knock the glass off the counter. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like no, and he just knocks it off. Then this glasses and the J flies yeah. in. <laughs> great. Yeah. I like the cat that's running from the dog and there's the board in the swimming pool and the cat jumps on the board like a floaty boogie board thing and floats across the pool to the other side and, and walks off like yeah. all like slick. <laughs> and the dog's on the other side of the pool like staring like, what? Anyway, How'd you do that? And then he had the J in the glasses too, fly in. Yeah. I love that part. <laughs> I think that was pretty early on. Well, less than two years after it was founded, YouTube was purchased by Google for the insane sum of $1.65 billion in Google stock. In 2011, over 3 billion videos were being viewed daily on the platform, with another 48 hours of new videos being uploaded every minute. You know, a fad right now is people throwing stuff like overseas, they'll throw like a guitar in the mud. And then they'll start the video and it'll look like they found an acoustic guitar in the mud and they'll take it and they'll like use a wire brush to like brush the paint off of it and they'll redo it. Even when it's done, it still looks like they'll put like not, uh, steel strings on a classical guitar or whatever. It, and it just looks like crap. But then you'll look down and it'll say 1.3 million views. And I read, that's not even the interesting part of this because that's not interesting, but I read that it's all just a ploy to get views like, guitar found in mud like they figured out stuff like that just gets views even if the video's crap that's so and it's weird. got a bunch of likes every like you're like man you're stupid they they painted the fretboard with spray paint 
And then they held the guitars like finished, restored. <laughs> it's it's bad. But there's a lot of overseas people that are trying to become profitable off of YouTube just for from like little glitches like that, you know. And there's those weird those videos I don't understand where and they're very staged and everyone knows they're staged. But it's like a guy and a girl walking through a mall and a really hot girl walks the opposite direction and he'll like turn very obviously and look at her and then the girl like notices him and then slaps him with her purse or something. And then that was the video. And that's the video. Yeah. Uh it's very I stupid. I cannot hate a video anymore than stuff like that or yeah. like a prank that you could tell Facebook's bad about this Facebook videos. The guy pranks his girlfriend and she's just really attractive. Yeah. So it gets a lot of views because of that. But the videos. Uh, yeah, she's like at the oh, kitchen counter yeah. with her back to him and she just happens to be yeah. wearing like skin tight pants and her ass is glorious. And the guy's like, shh, what I'm going to do is take this and put it in here. Yeah. And she's like, Kevin, whatever. And it's got a billion <laughs> views. And then <laughs> garbage, 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 garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it makes me so mad. It's like swiping through the social meds, like the videos on Instagrams, the shorts or whatever, where it's just like swipe, girl clapping her butt cheeks, swipe, puppy falling off a duck's back, swipe, some political thing that's designed to make you angry, swipe, a prank that's very obviously staged. It's just all garbage. It's yeah, garbage. It is. Do you know what I've been doing lately? I, which I never was a real big like social media guy anyway. I've been reading books. What? Yeah. That's not cool, man. No kidding. No, it is cool. Though. In our household, like we went to Barnes and Noble the other day and uh, and just spent a few hundred bucks just on books. Let's just, I was just like, run around kids and wife and just grab books, just grab books. Even if you think you might halfway like it or something, maybe you will just grab books. And so everyone came back with armfuls of books and we just bought books. Yeah. And now it's like at night when everyone's home, turn the TV off, throw your phones over there in that basket. We're going to sit around, around the fireplace, and we're going to either talk or we're going to play games, board games, or we're going to read books quietly. Yeah. And that's been our household lately. That's awesome. By the way, I started a fantastic true crime book that we're going to probably end up doing a, a podcast series off of. But anyway. I mean, those are when you do that, those are my favorites because it's like so many details. Yeah. Yeah, that's really awesome. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. I am too. <laughs> and I didn't Thanks. even mean for the, like as soon as I got a chapter in, I'm like, oh, we're doing a podcast on this. Oh, that's And awesome. then I got two chapters and I'm like, oh, we're doing 11 podcasts on yeah. this. No, I like the multiple We're going to run this into the ground. But anyway, back to YouTube. As of today, there are nearly 2 billion users worldwide, 37 million channels with over 800 million videos. And for every hour that goes by, 30,000 new hours of content are uploaded for every hour. Well, yeah, sure, today you can find literally anything on YouTube, from obscure movie clips to random music videos to toy reviews to gaming to anything you can possibly imagine. But it took a while to get that way. And in the early days, there was a more freeform feel to the platform, with uh, much of the content being grainy, scripted skits shot on old-school camcorders. You guys remember that? Mm hmm Oh, yeah. These content creators eventually became known as YouTubers, a term that did not exist in the lexicon before. It's true. Some of the earliest YouTubers include the comedy duo Ian Hecox or Hecox, whatever, and Anthony Padilla, uh, or Padilla. I don't know, guys. I don't know these people. Philip DeFranco, who did comedy news and type stuff. Uh, Trisha Paytas, remember her? Nope. She's still around. She's like that blonde. She's got really, really, really dark spray tan and really, really, really big boobs. And she oh, like, that one? And she talks really, really, really fast. Okay. That's yeah, I don't know. her claims to fame. You've also got your later YouTubers like Jeffree Star, Jenna Marbles, Shane Dawson, PewDiePie, and people like that. PewDiePie. Yeah. <laughs> but today we're going to be covering a particular 
early YouTuber, not because of any impact he had on the platform or the amazing content he created, um, because I it wasn't really. But, uh, you know, this is Dawn of Mantis. So if we're covering someone, it's usually because they've either vanished, were murdered, or murdered someone else. Mm-hmm. And this or guy, they're a musician. Or they're a musician, yeah. <laughs> this guy falls Which, in. They were murdered too, though, sometimes. That's true. That's true. Sometimes we get them all, all, we check all the boxes in one episode. That's true. But this guy, just right out of the gate, I'll tell you, he murdered some people. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. That's why we're talking about him. The YouTuber we're going to be covering tonight uh, is known online as Mr. Anime. Okay. But his real name is Eric, I'm sorry, Trey Eric Sessler. Okay. So he was born on August 3rd, 1989, grew up with his parents, Rhonda and Lawton, and older brother Mark in Waller, Texas, a small town of about 2,300 people at the time, located 30 miles northwest of Houston. That's what you do with a drill bit when the hole's not big enough. You waller it. You waller it. <laughs> that's, for, that's for the shop guys and girls. <laughs> they, also, might, they might waller. I don't know. I know. That's a sex move, too. The waller. Oh, really? Um, no, that's yeah. really gross. Okay. Um, super gross. His dad was an elementary school teacher, and his mom worked for the local newspaper, The Waller Times. Okay. From what we know, there was never any abuse or trauma in Trey's life, and he had a pretty typical, average childhood. Trey was not Mr. Popular. He was Mr. Anime, right? But he wasn't Mr. Mm-hmm. Popular. In high school or college, but always maintained a close-knit uh, group of friends who shared the same interests as he did, mainly film and anime. Mm-hmm. He was described as a little strange and standoffish, but nice once you approached him. Trey seemed to have enjoyed a close relationship with his parents early on. However, tensions developed between Trey and his family after he dropped out of college. He had nearly two years of credits at Blinn College in Brenham when he left. His father was disappointed with this decision and further disappointed when Trey refused to get out and find employment after coming back home. Trey described himself as a NEAT an acronym that stands for Not in Employment, Education, or Training. Neat! We are the knights who say neat! <laughs> We'd like a shrubbery. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was the new <laughs> python of the new. <laughs> Trey found an escape from all this in the endless anime films he would watch and the homemade movies he'd make, often with his brother Mark. In 2006, Trey discovered YouTube, and on September 14th of that year, he registered his channel, LensCap Productions. Hmm. Okay. This is also when his online persona, Mr. Anime, was born. Trey immediately began posting videos reviewing anime films, talking about his life, and he also uploaded many of the scripted videos he created. If he was awkward in real life, you'd never know it on camera. In his videos, Trey is usually pretty relaxed and laid back, often eating a snack while matter-of-factly discussing the latest anime he had watched. This is pretty common today, but back in the early days, everyone was basically trying too hard to create an over-the-top YouTube presence. So the down-to-earth style of Mr. Anime's content is probably what drew a lot of people to his channel. Yeah, it's real. Yeah, I've watched several of them. Uh, well, the, uh, we're going to talk about it later, but um, Lenscap Productions was taken down after the murders. Oh, uh, okay. But not right after, like 12 years or something after. Oh. Mm. Long time, maybe eight, something like that. Huh. But there are still snippets of uh, you know his content out there. Sure. He would eventually post well over 300 videos, I think 323 to be exact, garner nearly 3 million followers and 450 million views on his channel. Wow. So that's pretty damn big. Yeah. Many credit Mr. Anime with helping spread interest in the genre throughout the internet, but as you know, that ain't why we're talking about him. No. You give a shit about that. <laughs> well, we do. It sets it up. Sure. 
But <laughs> you see, Trey's videos started out as pretty innocent and lighthearted. But over the course of his five-year run, they slowly grew darker. You can literally see the light go out in his eyes throughout the progression of his content. And it's pretty apparent that there was some mental health and substance abuse issues going on that were never properly addressed. Wow. Trey had a fascination with guns and used them a lot in the scripted videos he made with his brother. Although many point to the simple presence of guns in his videos as the point where his content grew darker, I disagree. These homemade videos don't look any different than the shoot up, uh, the shoot, the shoot up, <laughs> the shoot 'em up type scenarios a lot of us acted out as kids. Tie that rubber band off on my arm, Charlie. <laughs> Are you kids playing shoot up again? <laughs> yeah, but pretending like this number two pencil's a hypodermic needle. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we can laugh about it now, though. <laughs> Stop pretending to give your friend a pretend hand job for pretend heroin in the alley. Stop playing. <laughs> Stop playing these games, these shoot-up games out here, kids. Well, that checks the box. <laughs> that reminds me of the, the speech at the beginning of Neverending Story. You got to get your head out of the clouds. Bastion. Yeah. Anyway, you guys like that movie? Yeah, I, I love that movie. The movie's amazing. Do you, I mean, you got to prepare to watch that movie. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a hell of a movie. Oh, Artex. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I cried. Get that damn horse out of the damn Quicksand? Wasn't it quicksand? It was like sad. Yeah, so if you're sad, you sink into it. Oh, man, that's even more sad to think about. That was a sad horse. Yeah, because he wouldn't even try. horse, you know, it's sad. Eeyore. Well, no, he's a donkey. But I, well, mean, I know that. <laughs> you're but close I mean, enough. But I mean, yeah, he was sad to begin with. Yeah. I guess you got to get down and like kind of look at your horse and this, you know, oh, how, how are you before we go in here? You know, it's like <laughs> you can make sure everything's everything's okay in your life. Oh, you're not feeling up to it. Well, why don't you just wait out here? Which is worse? The sad, the sad swamp from, from never ending story or the bog of eternal stench from the labyrinth. Oh, mm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The never-ending story yeah, got me because the I think horse. never-ending story. Okay. Yeah, like but he got horse. a dragon later, and he quickly rebounded. Yeah, Falcor, right? Yeah. 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 He didn't give a He's shit like, about what, what horse. Yeah. What I'm flying dig. now. <laughs> I have a huge <laughs> flying dragon dog that talks. Yeah. <laughs> that's cute. It's got a very shiny back that kind of always kind of creeped me out. I want to know how that felt. Oh, it looks like it doesn't look pleasant. Yeah. It doesn't look good at all. Like the weird pearls, like yeah. the weird. I was like, damn. Yeah, I hope Why it doesn't do rain. It'd slip right off all that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, were you guys freaking totally in love with the, with the princess? Yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah. As a child, I'd like to be very clear on that. Not as a forty one year old man, but as a child when I watched it as a child. I didn't even think about that. I know. Isn't she hot, guys? <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. <laughs> as a child. As an underage child, when I saw that, I was just like, she's the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. By the way, though, back to Trey, when they're talking about, like, everything you watch on him will be like, you know, in 2000, whatever, his, uh, his content took a dark turn when he started having guns in it. But these are like, they really are not anything different than when we were kids. When we were all kids, we had, you know, pretend guns, plastic guns, or you would take, like, your Nintendo gun from Duck Hunt outside... 
you know, and drag the quarter. Yeah. And you'd yeah. pretend to shoot each other and you, hey, come here, copper, and you'd shoot. And yeah. it wasn't dark. No. It was just play. But I mean, did he have guns in the comic or in the anime comics and stuff? Was he talking about guns in the show or did he actually have guns? No, he- so he he did. Uh, so he would talk about anime, but then totally unrelated to that, he would do these scripted. They were basically like it's scenarios like a spy trying to get away with stolen intel and being shot by the hero. Oh, and or, it had guns. That, yeah, and or some shady organization that's trying okay, to track him down and shooting at him. Like okay, they were like movie trailers or something. It was you know okay okay. It was not dark in my opinion whatsoever, and I watched several of them. It looked like a like a Hollywood action, you know, yeah. bang 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 or whatever. That yeah. Was, when it got dark Yeah It's like people Like after watching John Wick People don't walk out Of the theater Saying like Oh that was so dark They're like Oh it's badass man Yeah Do you see when he was Falling out of the airplane Shooting back At the plane yeah. While he was falling That's right out of Seinfeld But anyway <laughs> What's up with that <laughs> But as the years progressed There were noticeable changes In Trey's behavior In 2011 He started to post videos About various family pets That had gone missing and posted skits in which he figured out the pets were out to get him and must be disposed of. Now, for what it's worth, commenters started to claim that Trey was going around Waller, shooting animals at night, and uh, shooting at abandoned buildings in drunken stupors around this time, too. Oh, uh, you don't F with cats, either. That was, no, you don't. God, that's a crazy documentary. Yes. Don't even get me started. Well, around this time, a lethargic and strange-looking Trey posted a video announcing that he was going to be taking a break from his YouTube channel, but would not disclose why. He was also uh, sporting a swollen eye and a fresh cut on his cheek in this video, which he acknowledges, but then says he cannot talk about how he got the injury or why due to, quote, unquote, legal and insurance purposes. Okay. Many point to this video as the turning point where Trey really slid off the deep end. The last year that Trey was posting videos, it was obvious that he was losing his grip and his alcohol abuse was also showcased much more. In one video, he is sitting at a table holding a beer and either very drunk or acting very drunk while complaining about having to make a video. I think he's just acting drunk. Oh, did you see it? Yeah, I watched it and I watched several of his other videos where he really is drunk and it just really seems like someone pretending to be drunk. Yeah. Like kind of over the top. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. In another video posted on December 11th, 2011 titled Very Bad News, Please Watch. That's not clickbait. <laughs> he appears on camera, sauntered down and wearing sunglasses inside, which is weird, and claims to be suffering from collapsed lungs, and he asks his viewers to pray for him. Okay. In another, he is visibly intoxicated, and th- yeah, this one, he's n- no faking or whatever. He's totally drunk in this one. And he's shooting at bottles under a bridge. We actually have a clip of that one for you. The video on YouTube is called The Bizarre Unraveling of Mr. Anime. Oh, how you doing, everyone? It's Mr. Anime. Or you can call me Trey. You can call me the guy that does the video game reviews. You can call me the guy that does all the gun stuff now. Uh, what I have here today to show you is a high point. Now, for those of you that are familiar with high point, you might have a very low opinion of them, or you might have a high opinion of them. I think they're uh, pretty decent, especially for the price. I have here a very classic 995. It shoots 9mm rounds. 10 round magazine comes standard with it. And you can also buy an optional 15 round magazine. But you know, I like really big clips, so I wish it came with like a 50. 50 rounds, I like to shoot my deer all for like a decade's 
it's worth in my freezer. I'm like, hunting's done, honey. Yeah, uh, he's very obviously drunk. Yes, there you can. I mean, you know, I you y'all couldn't see that, but you can hear that he is as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what you want to do when you've got mental illness and alcohol mixed together. You want to throw some guns in there too, because what sure. can happen? A few months later. In February of 2012, Trey uploaded another video titled, Mr. Anime is Planning Something. Uh Uh-oh. Well, hi everybody, it's Mr. Anime here, and I'm recording on my MacBook's webcam, and my MacBook's from like four years ago, so the webcam's not that great, so you'll have to bear with me. This is just an update video to let you guys know that, uh, I'm going to reward myself with a, probably a two or three week break coming up here from YouTube videos, uh, anime reviews in particular. I might do some blog stuff. Um, I want to thank you guys a lot for sticking with me and watching the channel. Uh, I got more subscribers than ever. I have more views than ever. And uh, everything is going really good. So um, I'll probably be putting out some blog videos, like I said. And I hope you enjoy those blog videos. I hope you definitely enjoy those. And I'll uh, I'll see you with some blog videos. Thanks for watching my channel. He sounds better there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds normal to like me. Like he wasn't intoxicated? Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to take a break. Uh, but then again, you know, what was he planning? He didn't say. We're we going to find out. Okay? Yeah. On March 13th, he uploaded another video claiming that he had just secured a job in the film industry, but he did not elaborate on uh, exactly what that job was. More than likely, it never existed. Yeah. Hmm. On the night of March 19th, just a few days later, just a few days later, Trey spent a full night binge drinking in the garage of the Sessler family home. In the early morning hours of the 20th, he grabbed a shotgun, loaded it, and called for his mother to come into the garage. When Rhonda walked in, he blasted her in the chest four times at point-blank range, killing her instantly. After this, he entered the house, and he found his older brother, Mark. After he asked Trey what was going on, Trey again raised the shotgun and shot Mark in the head. Trey's father, Lawton, who had been awoken by the shots, called out to ask what was happening. Trey then shot him twice in the head. After this... Trey went back to his brother, who had somehow survived a shotgun blast to the head. Wow. Discovering this, now I want to go, there's two accounts I found of this. One was where the brother was still lying where Trey had shot him. Another account said that the brother had crawled into the bathroom and locked the door, but Trey kicked it in. I don't know which is true, but either way, Trey did find him and he shot him one final time, killing him. Then he went back out to the garage and he shot his mother one final time as well. After this, Trey went on a rampage around his home, destroying the house and killing all the family pets. While doing this, he had grabbed a marker and was scrawling messages all over the house on doors, cabinets, and walls. Messages like, I will never forgive my state of mind, and I don't know why I did this, and God forgive me, and I love my family. Wow. Yeah. You can find pictures of this easily on Google. Then he grabbed his shotgun and a load of ammunition, jumped in his 2010 Ford Mustang, and fled the scene. Neighbors had already called police after hearing the ruckus from the Sessler home, 
and when they arrived, it was not difficult to ascertain who the killer was. A manhunt for Trey was quickly launched, and he was found within 48 hours hiding out at a friend's house. Wow. He doesn't think they're going to check the friend's house? (laughs) Man, he's a smart one. Yeah, he didn't think much of it through, and uh, that'll be pretty obvious, too. Yeah. Yeah. Trey was locked up in the Waller County Jail and placed on suicide watch. He also had a $5 million bond. Once the interrogation began, Trey readily confessed to the murders and a lot more. He was obsessed with serial killers, so much so that he had spent hours studying their crimes and rating them on a scale he invented based on how impressed he was with their work. Oh, he made a ranking system. He did, kind of like the anime reviews he did. Yeah, he hid at a friend's house. I'd put him pretty low on his own list. (laughs) Bundy wasn't shacked up with an old buddy from college. (laughs) Yeah, they'll never know it was me. I'll write down it was me all over the house and hide at my best friend's house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You're not exactly Green River territory. (laughs) He got away. Yeah, some people got away with their crimes for 20 years. This guy, 48 hours. Yeah, exactly. There's his calling card. He wrote it on the wall. (laughs) So he was also um, fascinated with mass shootings and school shootings. So the big thing he was planning, well, it was to take his weapons and 100 rounds of ammo to an assembly. Uh, Actually, I heard assembly, but then I read again it was the homecoming game at his old school. Uh, mm. in Waller High School, mm. and murder as many people as he could. So another one of those douchebags. Yeah. Another one of those. Yeah. He specifically wanted to murder more than the Columbine killers, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, who every school shooter idolizes, whatever. It's like, it's seriously, it's so old hat by now. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, the, the Columbine uh, massacre back in April of 99. Trey wanted to be the largest mass shooter in history. Oh, we've never heard that before. An investigation of Trey's computer and vast collection of notebooks revealed that he had watched videos from Eric and Dylan obsessively, and he had printed out aerial photographs of where he had planned to commit his own school massacre. Mm. So he's doing all his little his little investigation and his mm. studying. In his confession, Trey said that he wasn't fully committed to his plan until he shot his mom, saying, quote, After that, I was like, well, I'm already committed, really. I can't just go tell my dad and brother I just killed mom. I have to go through with the plan. Tragically, he disclosed that the only reason he killed his entire family was that he didn't want them to know or be ashamed with the knowledge that he was massacring everyone at the homecoming. So it was like an honor killing, a mercy killing. Hmm. Yeah. What about all the pets? Yeah. He's just a dick on that one. I don't know. Why, why'd you have to kill the pets right. too, man? Didn't want to let my dog down. <laughs> Sorry, Fido. I did some bad things. <laughs> will you forgive me if I give you a bone? Oh, you will? Oh, I didn't have to kill you? <laughs> That's so weird though, isn't it? Like we've seen this before where they'll, they'll kill their whole family because they didn't want them to be disappointed in them. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's the ultimate disappointment. Yeah. You know, even though you're not living it, I guess. But still so stupid. I'd rather be disappointed than, oh, I don't know, dead. Yeah. I think if you would survey the family members, if you could, they'd probably agree with that. Yeah. Anyway, it's just a, it's just the, the perpetrator just being a narcissistic asshole. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. He said, though, I guess, take it for what it's worth, uh, once the rush from murdering his mother, father, and brother had subsided, he was overcome with regret and remorse. 
and abandoned the rest of his plan. He said that until that point, he was in a fantasy of believing that he was living kind of a video game reality. But the deaths of his loved ones brought the fantasy crashing down and everything got too real. In his confession, he added, quote, and this is freaking creepy. The thing about my family is I would protect them with my life. At the same time, if anyone was ever going to hurt them, it was going to be me. Yeah. Protect them from yourself then and drive away. It's very strange. It's not an unsolvable riddle. It's not a paradox. Like, just let them live and go do something else in some other place in the world. That doesn't involve killing people. Oh, he ran away. Yeah. And he's like, he didn't kill himself, a spoiler alert, but the ones that do, I'm just like, okay, but why why are you taking all these? Like, they have to take all the other people first. You know, like, they have to see how many people they can kill first. Why? I don't understand it. Yeah. But we're not crazy. So, yeah, that's right. I've learned that you can't, sometimes it's just, it's just okay to be like, yeah, of course we're not going to understand that because we're not crazy. No, that's true. Yeah. Or like there's been people in my life that really frustrated me. And eventually I was like, well, of course I'm not going to see things from their point of view because I can't fit my head that far up my ass. Well, <laughs> if you always sit around saying why, why, especially why do people do this or why do they think this? I mean, that's, that social science doesn't interest me as much as like physical science. Right. Because, I mean, there are definite answers. Yeah. With people, you got to do your best to get them out of science so it can actually be science, not their opinion and yeah. stuff. And and a lot of the times, the people themselves don't even know why. Oh, yeah. No, they don't. I'm not going to talk about the case because I want to do a podcast episode on it pretty soon, but I was just reading up on this one murder spree where the guy, 100%, just uh, one or two people here, he would kill, and then he would come face-to-face with a person and just stare him at you know in the eye for a minute and then just walk why didn't he kill them yeah you know and this guy at the end of his spree committed suicide but if he was still around i bet you he wouldn't even know why i mean there's probably no you know there's no rhyme or reason to that yeah but anyway so yeah he confessed to the online rumors being true as well so he had been going out and killing small animals at night to prepare him for the act of taking human lives yeah he had also been vandalizing buildings and setting fires. Oh, and the cheeky videos he had posted about the Sessler's, uh, the Sessler family's missing pets. Yeah, he killed them. So as he's making these pets, I watched one of them where it's like they had this big cute rabbit, and he does a thing where he's like at his computer and he like looks over, and then he does a zoom in on the rabbit, and then he does a zoom in on his face, and then it shows him like carrying the rabbit outside, like not today, rabbit, or something like that. So at the time you're like, oh, it's kind of funny or whatever. Yeah. But that rabbit did disappear, and he'd killed it. So. He had an Elmer Fudd streak in him, didn't he? <laughs> you wascoey wabbit. It's so crazy. And I've got a rabbit, and his name is Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, you could never see yourself doing that. No, and even though, Unless look, your family was starving. You see that? And that? And have these healed yet? I have scratches and cuts all over me from Captain Jack Sparrow. All over me. Because we take him out of his little cage, and we let him run around on the floor. And he loves it. Yeah. But he doesn't want to go back in his little cage. Oh, so yeah. So when you pick him up, he's like, ah, he freaks out. And Jack get, Sparrow didn't want to be locked take up him either. him out with the holy hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Tough not the holy hand grenade with my info. You are the worst rabbit I've ever heard of. <laughs> but you have but heard you have of me. So now your rabbit's famous on on podcast in podcast land, and I th- I did catch that reference to Dead Man's Chest, where Jack Sparrow starts out the movie in the in the coffin, 
Remember, and he shoots the hole through it. Yeah, and yeah. Shoves his musket yeah. out. And, yeah, yeah. He didn't want. You're right. Oh, he's, he's an escape artist. He yeah. really is. He didn't want to be caged up either. Yeah. So Trey Sessler, just 22 at the time, by the way, when all this happened, was charged with three counts of capital murder, to which he pled guilty. And in August of 2012, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Trey has stated that he accepts his sentence and that prison is where he needs to be, and he has not filed any appeals. All involved agree that he seems to show genuine remorse for his actions. However, it should be added that he has also shown a morbid fascination with his family's deaths, asking for post-mortem photographs and for details of their autopsies, like which exact injuries were fatal and which did the most damage. So I don't know exactly how remorseful we are. Wow. I mean, come on. Don't you got a prison library where you can read something else, read about something else, do something else? <laughs> Yes. Don't be one-dimensional. It's a little creepy. Yeah. It's a little creepy. And he killed a rabbit. I'm still mad at him. He killed that. a rabbit. I mean, you, you sit there and just pet the rabbit. I mean, he killed it. So. Tell me about the rabbit story. Tell me about the rabbits. That's another referencing that movie a lot, yeah. too. Yeah, I love that movie. I wonder or if people... the book, and, but the movie with uh, Malkovich is awesome. Oh, yeah. Gary Sinise and John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. Surely people, most people know what I'm talking about, right? Sure. Of Mice and Men? Yeah. Yeah. Surely they do. They do realize what you're talking about, and don't call me Shirley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just don't call me late for dinner. I got a phone call from my daughter who has not seen the movie, but read the book. She called me almost like hyperventilating, crying. It was when when he'd killed Lenny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah, and she was telling me about it, and it was so sad. It's so stupid. He didn't have to do that. You know, and yeah, she, she was torn apart by that book. So, yeah, I'll agree that he was, uh, you know, shows remorse for his actions, but then he had to wear questions about his dead family that he killed. So that's a little bit weird. Uh, he also stated that he rarely goes more than two or three days without thinking of committing violent acts. So there's that. Yeah. So he's probably where he needs to be. Yeah. His YouTube channel, Lenscat Productions, wasn't terminated until September 30th, 2020, eight and a half years after the murders. Man, they move quick on that. <laughs> It is it's weird. lucky he didn't say some woke stuff. It would have been gone in five minutes. Oh, shit. You're not kidding. Wait, he said one word that we don't accept now 22 years ago? Oh, yeah, he would be canceled immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Although the channel is gone, clips of his videos remain scattered across the internet, like I uh, mentioned earlier. One that I found, which I think is terribly ironic, is a video where Trey discusses the disappointing epidemic of mass shootings in America. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, let's play that right now. I'm ranting on all the shootings that have been happening. Uh, Pittsburgh, New York, Alabama, California. Um, it's like every day I get online and click open Yahoo or whatever I open and let the publicity fill my mind with bad thoughts about uh, the place I live. So, I don't know what's going on. You know, they had an article that were like, well, the economy's gone bad. Everyone's losing their job and getting mad and shooting everybody. Yeah, I guess that makes sense since all a lot of the shooters lately had <laughs> recently lost their job. But um, I'm a firearms owner myself, but uh, it's uh, it, it is a little bit disturbing to know that you could be a victim in something like this at these times. All the people that were victims, you think it won't happen to me, but sometimes it does. But seriously, every day I open Yahoo, I'm like, well, time to see what today, time to see what today's shooting is, and hey, there's another one. So I don't know when it's gonna stop. I think it's why? 
that was him waxing poetic on the rash of, you know, public mass shootings that had happened. Yeah. Which is ironic. Yeah. Yeah, that is. So, oh, I do want to give, like, you. that was a good point, Ivan, as you said, off air. Uh, shout out to, and I've mentioned this guy before, Mike, his channel on YouTube is called That Chapter. Mm-hmm. And he does amazing videos on true crime stuff. I've used his videos in the past for uh, like sound bites. Like we yeah. just, a couple of the ones we used tonight was from that chapter. Uh, he doesn't need our help at all. He's got like over one and a half million subscribers on YouTube. But I don't care if whether if someone has 10 subscribers or 5 billion, if, if I like them, I'm going to plug them. And plus, that, that's just a recommendation of something interesting for you guys out there. Yeah. Guys and girls. Yeah. It's a man. He does great work. I mean, it's like, it's like documentary type style. Narrates a little bit, plays a clip, narrates. It yes. sounds like it'd be really interesting because he doesn't just stay with one thing too long. Yeah. Breaks yeah. it up. He's yeah. great, man. I've watched yeah. I've watched literally every one of his videos. Yeah, that sounds awesome. So, yeah. Shout out to uh, Mike at that chapter. So, yeah, to end this, um, as of right now, Trey Sessler is currently being housed at McConnell Prison in Texas. Uh, he's 32 at mm. the time. So, he's still very young. So, you know, this is one of those cases, like, you know, if a guy, like the Golden State Killer... Life in prison and the and the son of a bitch is like seventy two or something. Sure, uh, you're like oh, okay, but if you know if someone's like early twenties when they when they get nailed, you know, yeah. life in prison. Those guys are going to be in there for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, he doesn't want out or anything like that. Doesn't seem like it. Yeah. It kind of seems like yeah, my bad. Um, I'll just stay here. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I wonder, like, he had people on his channel that. Obviously, there were the warning signs of the animals. I wonder if somebody took it as far as, like, to contact local police. I mean, I guess they probably didn't, like, before. But, you know, arson, harming animals, those are all, like, we've talked about it numerous times, warning signs. Yeah. Of um, somebody that that could act um, and kill multiple people later. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how accurate it is, but like we've mentioned it before, the old uh, FBI trifecta and the profiling there, the, uh, the fire setting, bedwetting, and animal harm Yeah, seems to be like three uh, sure. triggers, or not triggers, but I guess early warning signs for, yeah. for uh, later behavior. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just wonder, not blaming somebody, but I just thought there's probably somebody out there that's like, hey, I, I knew this was coming. I talked to somebody about it, you know, and we... You know, this guy's going off the deep end, whether or not they did anything about it. You know, I'm not saying that, but... Yeah, I don't know how... Out of all those people, you think someone probably figured it out? Probably so. Like, uh, I didn't see... I didn't really get into it too much, but, you know, I did read about there was a lot of gossip pretty much online during that last year. Sure. Uh, like I said, where people had... The rumors were that, you know, he'd been running around, which the rumors turned out to be true. Yeah, he'd that's been, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And that, so... Because I, I mentioned the cat thing don't F with cats earlier as a joke, I think. But so much reminds me of that, the community kind of watching. It's not the same, obviously, but there's some elements that are similar. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, that online community that solved that case, we need to put them on JFK or something. We need to, (laughs) those people are amazing. Yeah. They just kept digging and they analyzed the background of the video. Yeah. Fantastic. If you haven't seen that, I still think that's on Netflix. I think that's a Netflix original or something. So it'll be on there forever, I guess. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. Well, yeah, guys. It's a good one. Yeah. Hopefully so. Yeah, that concludes our episode on Mr. Anime, Trey Eric Sessler. Yeah, nice find. So uh, thank you guys for listening once again. Like we said uh, earlier in the episode, and we don't say this on uh, on the other episodes too much. 
leave a uh, leave a review, leave a, a five star review. Like you know, get on iTunes. Let's uh, let's yeah. get some more reviews on there. Yeah. All right. Good night. See you later. Let me tell you about some fellas I know named Ivan, Sam, and Joe. They got themselves a little podcast, you know. And they talk about everything under the sun that they find interesting, spooky, or fun. And they sure ain't trying to impress no one. The remedy to too much time on your hands is take a little listen to the dawn of mantis. They talk about killers, monsters, and cults. French mates from hell, disappeared folks. Occasionally throw in a few dad jokes. They try to make every story extra nice by adding their own ginger spice. Not one time or two, but thrice. The remedy to too much time on you hands is Take a little listen to the dawn of Manti Now I'm sure these fellas will be around for quite a spell Cause there sure ain't no shortage of stories to tell Cause this old world's as weird as hell But hell, even if nobody listens they'd maintain a fine disposition cause shooting the breeze is kind of their mission the remedy to too much time on you ends is take a little listen to the dawn of magic the remedy to too much time on you ends is take a little listen to the dawn of magic